The Atlanta Braves own the month of June and are pulling away in the NLEs. We'll discuss all that on today's episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Check out my written work over at bravestoday.com. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. We'll have a mailbag episode on Friday, so look for my tweet from the main Twitter account so that you can respond with your question for that episode. If you're new on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. You're watching there. Hit that thumbs up button as well to help support the show. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. Appreciate all the comments in the on YouTube. Letting me know that you listen every day, where you listen from. Really do appreciate it. Makes it much more worth it and enjoyable to do the podcast when I hear some of those great comments. Was a rainout, unfortunately, on Wednesday, so the Braves weren't able to continue their streak, and it's delayed for the moment, and hopefully they get to play on Thursday. But we're going to talk about the June that the Braves have had so far, look at the league leaders, Eddie Rosario obviously up there at the top, and then take a look around the league on our Thursday through the league segment. Before we get into all of that, a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for the parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. As I mentioned, a rainout on a Wednesday in Philadelphia. A long delay there with no update. And finally, they decided to cancel the game and postpone it. They'll make it up on as a doubleheader, a day-night doubleheader, on a Monday, September 11th. So got a, a big series with the Phillies now later in the season, and they'll try to play on Thursday. Weather doesn't look great for Thursday either. With the rain out, the Braves will now skip A.J. smith Shaver. They'll have Bryce Elder pitch in the game on Thursday. An afternoon, afternoon game, again, hopefully – they get to play that one, and then A.J. Smith-Shalver will pitch on Friday against the Reds, a very good and hot team right now that we'll discuss here in a little bit on our Through the League segment. But I want to start out talking about the numbers in the month of June. Now, we'll typically we'll do a monthly update because we have the rain delay here and another off day this week. I wanted to just stop and take a look at some of the numbers. Then it'll be fun to look at them again at the end of the month because – what the Braves have done in June to this point is truly remarkable. We talked about it coming into the month. It seemed like they had an opportunity to really get on a run, put up some good numbers. The schedule finally weakened a little bit, softened up a little bit. It's about to pick up some here, playing the Phillies, who have been a hot team, and then the Reds as well. and got the Marlins at the end of the month. But we thought this would be an opportunity for the Braves to really get on a roll, and they certainly have done so, much like last June. So let's take a look at the numbers right now, and it's really individually, it's Eddie Rosario and Ozzie Albies pacing the way for the Atlanta Braves. 
Rosario has scored the fourth most runs with 16. Acuna six. This is in all of baseball, not just the National League, but these numbers are in all of baseball. Acuna has scored 15. Rosario has the second most home runs in the month of June with eight. Albies has six. Rosario has the third most runs batted in at 19. Albies is fifth with 17. And Acuna batting leadoff is ninth with 16 RBI in the month of June. Acuna is second in stolen bases at eight. And then it's back to Rosario. He is sixth in average at 362. Batting average. We're talking about Eddie Rosario. He is sixth. In all of baseball in the month of June, Acuna is 13th at 333. Rosario is second in slugging percentage, an 845 slugging percentage in the month of June for Eddie Rosario. Albies is seventh at 631. Rosario is third in OPS at 1267. Albies is eighth at 1031. Both of those guys doing a lot of great work offensively in the Braves lineup. And it's been needed because the pitching side of things hasn't been as great this month. You really don't see many Braves pitchers at the top of a lot of stats. Bryce Elder is 24th in whip. He's still been doing a good job of limiting base runners. Morton and Strider were fourth or are fourth in the month of June with 30 strikeouts. Strider is third in K per nine and Elder is ninth in walk per nine. Not walking a lot of batters, but. You're not going to find any Braves pitchers at the top of the ERA, at least, you know, starting starting pitchers. It hasn't been a great month for the starters, but the offense has picked them up, and that's evident, even more evident by the team numbers. The Braves are first in June with 117 runs scored. And some of these numbers, it's going to be similar to what we did with, with Spencer Strider yesterday where you talk about the gap between first and second. The gap between first and second in the month of June for some of these numbers is just ridiculous. The Braves are first in the month of June with 117 runs scored. Second most is 108. The Braves are first in hits tied with Cleveland with 186. They're first in home runs with 36 long balls in the month of June. They have the second fewest walks. Um, and that's you know obviously really good for the pitching staff. Uh, first in average uh, at 312. Second is Cleveland at 288. First in on base percentage at 375. And first in slugging at, um, at, at 544. And this is where it gets kind of crazy because you look at who is second in slugging. The Rays are first in slugging at 554. The Rangers are second at 471. We're talking about 544 to 471 that is just absolutely ridiculous in that gap it's also even more ridiculous in ops where the braves lead all of baseball with a 919 ops in the month of june the rangers are second at 817 we're talking about a 100 point gap between first and second in ops in the month of june that is just an absurd number for the Braves that are that means they're getting on base and they're obviously slugging as well as the fact that they're you know leading in a, by a large margin and slugging percentage again on the pitching side hasn't been as great they're 13th in ERA they're 15th in whip they're 17th in average so they've been truly middle of the pack pitching wise in the month of June they do have the eighth most strikeouts and they're fifth in K per nine 
Um, and they're 13th in walk per nine. So walking a lot, still striking out a good bit. But for the most part, Braves pitching staff has been middle of the pack. But the offense has been so far better than everything else right now. It hasn't really mattered, and the Braves offense has carried them, which you thought they might need to. When you lose a Max Free, when you lose a Kyle Wright in your rotation, you have a Spencer Strider who's had the two of the worst starts of his career and Charlie Morton who's been up and down. It would make sense that you're looking for the offense to pick you up, and they definitely have done that, and it's great. And look, the rotation's going to have to come around, and I believe they will. Spencer Strider's start on Tuesday was a big step forward in that direction. Hopefully we get Max Freed back, and I think Charlie Morton's just going to be that third or fourth guy, maybe a little bit inconsistent. But again, if you have Strider right, and you have Max Freed healthy at the top of the rotation, you can kind of deal with that. And again, hopefully Kyle Wright's able to come back. And then Bryce Selder with what he's doing makes you feel a lot better about this rotation, but got to get to that point. And until that happens, you're really leaning on this offense to get going. And that's definitely what's happened in the month of June. Facing weaker competition, you got to point that out, but still they're getting it done. And it's one of the best lineups in baseball, especially now with Michael Harris going and if you got to count on this offense to carry you, you know, there's not a better lineup that I would hope for if you were really needed an offense to carry you while your rotation is banged up and struggling a little bit. And this Braves offense has done that. And it's proof by the fact that the Braves are 14 and three in the month of June. We again knew this could be an opportunity for them to get. Uh, to a hot start, get rolling. They have done that and maybe even exceeded expectations going 14-3 and three in the month of June. And with that, even though there's been some other hot teams in the NL East, they are starting to create some separation there. And in our Through the League segment, we're going to talk about the NL East and just where the Braves stand right now compared to the other teams. And we'll look at some league leaders as well. We'll do that here in the next. In the world we live in today, a lot of people work from home, myself included, and it's really nice to be able to wear some clothes that are comfortable, fit, and you can wear on any occasion. And that's why I love my bird dog shorts. I take the kids to school every morning. I can throw on my bird dogs, look, to, look acceptable. When I take the kids to their classrooms, I can come back home, get to work, don't have to change because I'm already wearing some nice, comfortable shorts that fit and they look good as well if I got to run out to the grocery store, I got to take the kids to the doctor, whatever it may be, you need to wear them to the golf course. You can do that as well because they look fantastic. And again, I'm telling you, they feel great. They're nice and cool for the summer months. Uh, just that the liner that they have inside there keeps you really nice and cool. So I really enjoy wearing these. Uh, you will enjoy them as well. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. Enter promo code locked on MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. The Braves and the Phillies will try to play on Thursday afternoon at 1.05 p.m. Eastern. If the rain holds up, it'll be Bryce Elder versus Aaron Nola. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Braves. On yesterday's podcast, we talked a lot about Spencer Strider and his performance on Tuesday night. It looked like a big step in the right direction. And then I really just pointed out a lot of the stats that show his dominance since coming up to the big leagues. So you haven't listened to that, make sure you go back and check it out. But 
Chances are you did because the numbers on the podcast lately have been incredible. So I thank you so, so much for all the support. But you did miss an episode. You got our Miners Monday uh, episode that we had that was really good as well. We're getting prepared for the MLB draft coming up. So be on the lookout for that. And then we'll have the mailbag episode on Friday. So be thinking about your questions you want to ask there. But it is our Thursday through the league segment. We'll take a look at all the division standings, the power rankings, and league leaders to catch you up on what's going on around the league. The Braves, as you know, first in the NL East at 47 and 26. Just an incredible record. They're eight and two in their last 10 games. They've won seven in a row. And the Marlins and Phillies have been winning just as much, but haven't been able to gain any ground because the Braves are just as high, but the Marlins, 42 and 33. We talked about them the other day as well, and if we need to be concerned about the Marlins, look, they've taken advantage of a soft schedule, but they haven't just beat those teams. They have swept them, and that's what good teams do. So I definitely think you got to worry about the Marlins a little bit in the NL East. They're a good team. I still don't think they're on the Braves' level, and the Braves are 6-1 and one against them this year, so – I uh, certainly feel comfortable playing them, but I do think the Marlins are a good team. They're six games back. They're six and four in their last 10. The Phillies, 38 and 35, nine games back of the Braves, seven and three in their last 10. They were on a six game win streak until the Braves took them down on Tuesday night. The New York Metropolitans, they are 34 and 40, 13 and a half games back in the NL East. They're four and six in their last 10 games. I lost the series to the Astros, who were quite honestly struggling in their own right coming in. Uh, tough times over there for the New York Mets. The Nationals, 28-45, and 45, 19 games back, 3-7 and seven in their last 10. Looking at the other divisions from around the league, the Rays remain five games up on the Orioles in the AL East and have the best record in all of baseball. The Twins, who the Braves are about to play, they're just one game up on the Guardians, in the AL Central, every team in that AL Central has a losing record. It is by far the worst division in all of baseball right now. Rangers, I mean, this team has just taken off, and they are really in control of the AL West. They're up five and a half games on both the, both the Astros and the Angels. As I mentioned the Astros really have been going through it here lately and before they won that series over the Mets. The Angels been playing pretty good baseball, but the Rangers are just taking off in that AL West. One of the biggest stories, the only team hotter than the Braves right now in the month of June is the Cincinnati Reds. They have won 11 games in a row, and they are now up one and a half games in the NL Central. And I talked about this a while back after they you know, promoted Matt McClain, promoted Ellie Daly Cruz, they promoted Andrew Abbott in the rotation. It may be one of the most fun, exciting teams in all of baseball to watch right now outside of the Atlanta Braves. I've been watching a lot more Reds games lately, and the way they've been winning some of these games, it's just a really fun team. It reminds me of the 2018-2019 the Braves and just those young kids, which, by the way, they're still pretty young, You know, just all coming together, playing out of their minds and believing and that's what you're seeing with this Reds team right now. It is a winnable division, and their schedule hasn't been very tough as well. But 11 in a row, that's hard to ignore. And again, they're now up a game and a half over the Brewers in the NL Central. The Pirates, good story to start the season, but they've really started to fade. They've lost nine in a row, and they're suddenly five games back 
in that NL Central. And then we won't trash on the Cardinals again, but they are by far the biggest appoint- disappointment. You can talk about the Mets. Yeah, they've been disappointing, but the Cardinals are, in my opinion, easily the worst disappointment of the season. The Diamondbacks, they're up three games in the NL West over the Giants. The Dodgers have had a little bit of a rough go here lately. They are playing as I record this on Wednesday night, so they could pick up half a game after I record this, but they're four games back in the West. The Giants have been on a bit of a roll here lately. They won nine in a row. There's some big streaks in Major League Baseball right now, both winning and losing streaks going on, but the Giants have won nine in a row. They're three games back of the Diamondbacks, the Dodgers right there as well. Your power rankings, MLB.com's latest power rankings from this past Monday. They have the Rays still at one, as they have been for most of the season. I think the Braves were at one for maybe a week, uh, but the Rays, Rays have pretty much been at the top. They do have the Braves now at second. They had them jumping over the Rangers from last week. The Rangers are now third, the Orioles fourth, the Diamondbacks fifth, the Dodgers sixth, the Astros seventh, the Yankees eighth, the Marlins ninth, and the Angels tenth. And Braves have played the Rangers, Orioles, D-backs, Dodgers at this point, and they've had pretty good success and won some series over those teams. I think that speaks very well for where the Braves are right now and stacking up against the competition. Yeah, the Braves have had some questionable losses to the A's, to the Tigers, but they still beat you know some of the best teams in baseball right now. The Mets are 21st in MLB.com's power rankings. I don't mean to just continually rain on the Mets in this one, but it's rough over there, and it's somewhat surprising. I mean, I thought the Braves would be better. I, I thought the Mets would still be a really good team, and there's still a lot of time left. We're not even halfway through the year but right now it's just it's it's rough it's the only only word i can use to describe it it's it's rough over there for mets fans league leaders right now going through some of the more traditional stats acuna leads all of baseball with 63 runs scored and then it's simeon freeman india and carroll top five and runs scored for hits leaders luis arise at 105 and boba at 101 the only two hitters with over 100 hits acuna is uh, right there as well with 96, and then Freeman and Castellanos. Home run leaders, Otani at 24. I, I know I say all the time Acuna is the best player in baseball, and I still think that he is, but Otani is just – I don't even count him right now because he's such a unicorn with what he is doing. Leading all of baseball with 24 home runs, and you're going to hear his name and some of the pitching stats as well. Alonzo, even though he's been out with that injury, still is second with 23 Olsen and Jorge Soler at 21 and Kyle Schwarber at 20. RBI leaders, some interesting names on here. Rafael Devers at 58, along with Adolis Garcia and Shohei Otani. Jordan Alvarez has 55. Josh Naylor has 55 as well. Albies and Olsen are one and two in the National League with over 50 RBI each on the season. Batting average, Luis Arise, he's at 398. You know, I said I wasn't really going to take it serious till we get to July. We're almost there. And he is still batting around 400. I know it had dipped down in the 380s the other day, and then he went off and got a bunch of hits, and he was back over 400. And now he's just sitting right under it. So, really flirting with it again. Once we get to July, it'll be a storyline that I really get into because I thought it was a great storyline when Chipper Jones was doing it, I believe, back in 2008. Uh, I thought that was a great storyline into the month of July before ultimately, as most hitters do, 
uh, kind of fall off that pace. Acuna is second in all of baseball at 327. We talk about gaps between first and second. Rise is at 398. Acuna is second at 327. And then you got Freeman, Austin Hayes at 323, having a good year, and Boba Shett at 317. OPS, it's that man Otani again, the only player with an OPS over 1,000 at 1,001. Again, they're playing right now, so that could go down a little bit. Jordan Alvarez, Freddie Freeman, Corbin Carroll, and Ron Kuna Jr. round out the top five. On the pitching side of things, Shane McClanahan leads all of Major League Baseball with 11 wins, and then you have Avaldi, Zach Gallen, Merrill Kelly, Clayton Kershaw, Marcus Stroman, and uh, all with nine. Spencer Strider has eight. Stroman could be a very interesting trade chip at the deadline. Certainly a name to keep an eye on. For ERA leaders, McClanahan leads there as well with a 2.12 ERA. Framber Valdez at 2.27. Stroman at 2.28. Sonny Gray at 2.56. And Bryce Elder still in the top five. He's at 2.60. Whip leaders, Tyler Wells of Baltimore, 0.89. That's just a ridiculous whip. Uh, Joe Ryan, 0.97, Evaldi, 0.99, Eflin, and Valdez at a 1.00. That's Framber Valdez of the Astros. Strikeout leaders, we talked about this yesterday with Spencer Strider, still leads all of baseball with 136 strikeouts. And then Gosman, Otani, again, Pablo Lopez, and Mitch Keller. Again, I don't know what else to say about Otani. He's easily the AL MVP, and it's just insane what he's doing i talked about this for years with mike trout you just you have to watch every time that you can because i don't know that we'll ever see a player like this again and i believe that with trout having a bit of a rough year maybe he's starting to slow down but certainly in his prime years i think he's the best hitter certainly that i've ever seen and with otani it's just i mean he's one of the best hitters he's one of the best pitchers it is truly a unicorn that I don't know that the game's ever seen. I mean, you can talk about Babe Ruth, but that's such a different era and, and generation. What Otani is doing, I think you got to lock in and watch whenever you get a chance. And then to add to that, as we get to our news around the league, are the Angels going to trade him? You know, I mentioned the Angels are having a pretty good season. They're still there in the AL East or the AL West race, you know, five and a half games back looking for a wild card spot, playing good baseball, well over 500. But will they trade Shohei Otani as a free agent after the season? If he walks, do you just let him walk and not get the opportunity to bring back a huge haul of prospects to try to turn things around and build for the future where you still have Mike Trout locked up for a long time? Got some other bad contracts there. Anthony Rendon just went on the IL once again. That's one of the worst contracts in baseball at the moment. I don't know. It's interesting, but there's definitely talk about it right now as we get closer to July, and I think that'll be an interesting storyline to keep up with how the Angels perform over the next month or so. And even if they're in a spot, do they still trade Otani? And if they don't feel like they're going to re-sign him, you know, if you – if you feel like that's not going to happen, like you're not going to bring him back, you already have some big contracts right, right now and you have Trout locked up for a long time, it may just be a case where they can't afford Otani. Then do you have to get something for him? I think it's going to be a really interesting storyline as we get up towards the trade deadline. Some other stories from around the league. You saw the home, the plate, the play at home plate between the White Sox and Rangers that decided that game. 
I've been up in arms before about the catchers being able to still block the plate. That was not one of these. I mean, there was still a path to the plate. His foot was on the plate, but you could still, you know, there's still an opportunity for the runner to slide in there. I have seen far worse instances of a catcher blocking the plate and not allowing a clear path that were not called to call it in that situation. It was just bad. Uh, And again, that decided that game. Again, I've been very up in arms that this rule has not been applied uh, really at all, but definitely not properly. I'm so sick of catchers who are just blocking the plate, especially without the baseball. And, you know, there's that loophole. Oh, well, the throw took me into the base path. Yeah, well, if you stand in the base path and wait for the throw to come to you, then, yeah, you can say the ball took me into the path. But that's somewhat of a side tangent in a soapbox. But this was not the case here. I mean, the catcher was standing on the plate. This, to me, wasn't a clear, you know, blocking the path. Again, I've seen far worse instances of catchers blocking the plate. So that was a bit of controversy earlier this week. Tristan McKenzie for the Guardians, unfortunately, has a sprain of the UCL. Gior Shela for the Angels out for the year. Uh, the Giants and Cardinals. This is exciting. The Giants and Cardinals will play a game at Rickwood Field next year. If you don't know what Rickwood Field is, you don't know about it. It's one of the most historic uh, ballparks, oldest one of the oldest ballparks still standing. I have a book on Rickwood over here in my bookshelf. Um, it's in my backyard. It's in Birmingham, Alabama. It is just an amazing. It, it's a blast from the past. It takes you back in time, and I'm so excited that they're going to be playing a Major League Baseball game here. I don't know what the seating is going to look like because obviously not a room for seat, a lot of room for seating there. I'm sure they're going to have to make a lot of changes and updates to prepare for a Major League Baseball game. But if I can get some tickets to that. It's going to be really cool, so I'm excited about that. They do the Rickwood Classic there every year for the Barons. They'll play a minor league game there, and I typically try to go out to that. It's a lot of fun, but a major league baseball game in Birmingham, Alabama, in my backyard, I'm really pumped up for that. And then finally, the all-star voting. Braves are first and second at pretty much every position. You guys are just amazing at voting. Uh, Some of that deserved, obviously, but... Again, kudos to you, you know, whether it's Orlando Arcia, Ron Acuna Jr., uh, Sean Murphy, Matt Olson getting some votes, Ozzy Albies, what he's doing in June. I think he certainly is deserving at this point. So Braves have a lot of great candidates, but you guys are just amazing at voting on things. So keep it up. Let's get those Braves in the all-star game. Uh, but the latest update, again, Braves are very heavily favored in some of those spots. All right, the Braves will try to play a game. On a Thursday against the Philadelphia Phillies, it'll now be Bryce Elder versus Aaron Anola. We'll discuss that game here next. I mentioned uh, the rainout on Wednesday, so the Braves will play on Thursday. So ultimately, we'll end up being a two-game series if they get to play it. I keep mentioning the weather doesn't look great for Thursday either. Hopefully, they do get it in. Hopefully, it's not a case where we're sitting there all day trying to get a game in while the Braves are trying to get away. Do want to give you a little bit of injury news update on Sean Murphy. Said he felt better after running through some drills on Wednesday. A chance he could be in the lineup on Thursday. I would imagine now that they just try to give him another day, especially, you know, if it's going to be on a wet turf, uh, probably not the smartest move to try to rush him back into the lineup. So 
I would imagine it's probably Friday before we see Sean Murphy again. It will now be Bryce Elder versus Aaron Nola. Obviously talked about Aaron Nola last night. He's been kind of you know up and down for him this year. He's given up a lot of runs here recently, given up a lot of home runs this year. I think that plays into the Braves' favor. Um, so I think it's a good matchup for them, but we've also, you know, Aaron Nola's got it in the tank. He can go out there and give you seven, eight innings of one run ball. He's very capable of that. Bryce Elder, keep it in the yard. I mean, do what you've done all year. Get ahead in the count. Try to create some weak contact and try to keep it in the yard, which is not easy, but something that he's typically really good at. So I'm excited to see Bryce Elder pitch. You know, I've gone from, you know, when is the regression coming to, uh, man, this kid just knows how to pitch and he knows how to get out. So really excited to see what Bryce Elder can do on Thursday. And hopefully the Braves can sweep what ultimately might be a two-game series against the Philadelphia Phillies. One more time, it's the Braves and Phillies on Thursday afternoon at 1.05 p.m. Eastern. It is Bryce Elder versus Aaron Anola. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Braves. That will do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. Thanks so much for making Locked On Braves your first listen of each and every day. If you are an everydayer, let me know down in the comment section below on YouTube or let me know on Twitter as well. Make sure you, that you follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves. Get your questions ready to submit for Friday's Mailbag podcast. Follow me at Shortstop Ball. Also, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Locked On Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast. And we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias, DC Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake Ward, host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Mets, Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 